Greetings, everyone. A warm welcome to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland. Beam me out to you, as always, from Little on the White Sand next to the big blue ocean, Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Mark Donegan. Mark, g'day, sir. Very warm welcome. Where are you hanging out? Phoenix, Arizona, in the desert. Phoenix, I Arizona. I was on the beach. Right. Where, where you <laughs> take your sinuses, right? That's right. <laughs> nice and dry. Quite warm, but... But but nice and dry, unlike you. Yes, the, yes. The heat it's a it's a dry heat. We say. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I sat on the tarmac at the airport there when it was about 120 degrees. It was dry, but it was kind of warm. And for some reason, the plane couldn't take off for about 45 minutes. So we sat there. Oh boy. <laughs> without aircon. Anyway, enough of my enough of my travel adventures. For those folks, if you don't know Mark, he designs. Now this is really interesting. I I saw this the title of this. I find it fascinating. So get this. Mark designs and executes marketing programs and go-to-market strategies that build markets and establish disruptive innovation companies as a category king. Now, this is a whole science in itself, folks, how to effectively eliminate in the minds of your marketplace direct competitors. So he leverages marketing and growth tactics that shock actually work because a lot of marketing stuff doesn't work. He produces real business results, measurable business results for early and growth stage technology and disruptive innovation startup companies. I can't wait. To me, this is, a, this is one of the most exciting subjects I could imagine. Our title, not to put too much pressure on you, Mark, but <laughs> we're pretty pumped for this. Our title is How to Break Away from Your Competitors Using Category Design. So let's rock and roll. Our seven minute starts now. Mark, who's your ideal client? That's question number one. Yeah, my ideal client are technical or product-led founders who are introducing technologies or, you know, deep deep tech type solutions into the market. Give us a couple of examples, would you? Yeah, so, you know, these would be anybody who's solving problems where, you know, either advanced technology has been developed to address the problems or they're bringing maybe some existing technologies into the market. So one space that I work in very extensively is video, video streaming. Ah. If you watch Netflix, for example, you have actually perhaps seen some companies' products and solutions that that I've actually helped to build. Fantastic. Exciting. Thank you for that. Question two, we've got six minutes left. What's the problem you solve for these people? Yeah, so the problem I solve is the classic mindset of if I build it, they will come. Uh Or my solution is so good that, you know, I rarely find people that don't believe in marketing, but I do find a real predominant mindset around technologists and the kinds of founders that I'm, I actually gravitate to work towards. And that is, you know, that they have developed something that's real and significant. Problem is, is it you have to market it just as if you're selling hot dogs (laughs) or or paper plates. So it's a different different kind of marketing, but you still have to. It's got to be done. Thank you. The world may not be the path to your door just because you build a better mousetrap. Question number three, sir. Five minutes left. What are some of the typical symptoms that your clients would be experiencing before working with them? Give us, give us a bit of a heads up on what's going on in their business with that. That might give them some clues that they need to reach out to you. Yeah. 
So quite commonly, I don't work with companies or rarely work with companies who are pre-market, you know, or, or say pre-commercialization. Most of the time they've launched, they have product in market, they have customers, and they usually have, to use the word, you might say product market fit. So in other words, there is enough validation that, hey, what we build is real. There's a market for it. People yep. want it. They're willing to pay us, et cetera. The challenge, though, is is that they get to a point, and, and that point could be a million dollars in revenue, it could be five million dollars in revenue, it could even be ten million dollars. The point is, you know, depending on what your perspective is, you might think like ten million. Well, that's a pretty good start, right? The problem is, you get to ten million dollars, you look around and say, now what? You know, I'm not seeing a clear path to get to fifty and hundred and and really capture the market potential. And so generally what that means is is that they have had marketing. So there's somebody, now it might be a founder working with an agency, maybe they've hired a marketing person. Right. You know, uh, it can look different. Yeah, and yeah, and in some cases, you know, it's super interesting because I get involved in, in some, and rarely do I get a founder that, you know, sort of calls me up and says, Mark, you know, what we're doing is just broken. And, you know, right. but usually they're like, Mark, you know, I feel like we're kind of doing the right things or we're doing some things really well. We can always be better, but my business objectives are not working. So it's, can you help us? So that's probably the biggest symptom is they're just yeah. not making the revenue growth that they thought they should be making at that point. That's right. And yet they're doing in their mind what they quote unquote should be doing, right. but it that's, clearly is not executing it, against it, the it business It may be a matter of what got them to where they are now. It's not going to take yeah. them to the next level. Thank you, sir. We've got three minutes left, so we will keep yeah. moving. Question number four, what are some of the common mistakes they make before they find your solution? Just two or three so we can keep moving. Yeah. Forward. So, you know, the common mistakes are executing, frankly, a playbook that was built, a marketing playbook that was built for 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And and that is, you know, thinking and thinking of everything as a channel, everything as a campaign, in some cases, an over-reliance on, again, an air quotes brand. So if everybody just knows about me, right. then I will sell more. This is where category design is a silver bullet. Because what category design does is, while there's a party on the beach and everybody's you know hanging out and having a great time, category design is where you say, you know what, if I stand in the middle of this group, even with a megaphone, and I'm shouting messages, A, everybody else is shouting too. So it's just going to be a cacophony of noise. Certainly no one's going to hear me. But if I go stand, you know, 25 meters away, you know, and, and, and I'm all by myself. Now this is counterintuitive because people are like, well, but don't you want to be where the crowd is? I mean, Hey, you know, maybe you bump into the right person, et cetera. You know, the guy next to you is going to hear what you have to say. No, the answer is no, because think about your own behavior just kind of walking down the street. Isn't it kind of curious when you do see a group of people or there's a line at a store and then all of a sudden there's just one person standing off on their own? Very true. And you're thinking, and and then that's when you have an opportunity to engage in a whole different way. Thank you, sir. So 90 seconds left, three questions to go, so I'll I'll keep moving Mm -hmm. forward. One valuable free action. It's like a, a top tip. It's not going to solve the whole problem, but it might take them a step in the right direction. That's question five. Okay. It is clearly define the problem that you solve. Oh, it's nice. a, Just clearly define it, name it, and then every opportunity you have to talk about your solution, don't talk about your product. Talk about the problem you the, solve. The problem and the solution. Perfect. Thank you. Great top tip. Question six, 60 seconds left. 
one valuable free resource where people who are the light bulbs are going off, they can go and get some more, a website they can go to perhaps. Go to my website, growthstage.marketing. And I'm sure we'll link up to it. At the very top navigation, you will see category design. You click that and there's a, a, a nice little PDF that a lot of founders have found really helpful to guide you through this process. Beautiful. Growthstage.marketing. Find the category design link and download it and consume. 25 seconds left. So what's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? Why in the world I got into marketing? And in less than 15 seconds, why did you get into marketing? I'm a sales guy that started programming computers when I was 12, figured out that I wanted to be a rock star, went to music school. <laughs> and so sales and marketing creativity, that's why I'm here. Perfect. Mark Donegan, thanks so much for your time. Right. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.